everyone. This is Sportify, and I'm Bianca Burton. I don't have a co-host today because this episode is going to be all about gymnastics, and I love it so much that I could talk over people and talk about it for days on end, so I'm just doing it by myself. (laughs) We did talk about NCAA gymnastics in an episode in season one, I believe, but today is going to be about elite gymnastics, and... As we know, the Olympic trials are in St. Louis. I am so ready. I have never been this excited for an Olympic year. And that's saying something. Maybe it's because it was delayed a year and I was really upset. Um, So that could be part of it. The other part is I just got back from Fort Worth watching the US Gymnastics Championships first time I've ever seen elite gymnastics live. I have been to the NCAA gymnastics championships and the Nastia Lupin Cup, but I never saw all of the big names at one time. It's kind of like, you know, the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals. It'd It'd be more like a playoff, NBA playoff game in comparison, but still a big deal for me. Even a big deal if you aren't a gymnastics fan, because one reason, Simone Biles. Now, if you aren't a gymnastics fan, I don't know you, and I don't want to meet you. (laughs) Because I don't know how you could dislike gymnastics. I usually have a co-host, well, I have multiple co-hosts, but recently, Josh Reagan has been my sidekick, and I was on his show... Reagan's Corner, go watch the episode called Chasing Mascots, because at the end of it, in about, when there's about 20 minutes left, I rant about Simone Biles and the double Yurchenko scoring value. He asked me, what do you think of the Olympics? What do you think of gymnastics? And that's how we got on that topic. But the reason why I'm bringing it up again, I'm not going to repeat the rant that I already did, but... I went to day two of the senior men and the senior women live. I'm bringing it up again because on day one of the women, senior women, Nastia Lukin and Tim Daggett, if you don't know who they are, they are former Olympians and now the NBC sports broadcasters specifically for the Olympics, specifically for gymnastics. They agreed with what I said um, about Simone Biles and the scoring value. Now, what did I say? Basically, all of her scores are going to be undervalued. And she knows that. If you look in the past scores, she's done other skills that are extremely difficult. They've been undervalued as well. But also, if we go to Russia, all of those junior women actually are trying skills that Americans have not even touched. And they're being undervalued. Now, you're saying... Small Miles isn't Russian. I know that. <laughs> and the problem is, it's not a problem, but Simone Miles is the greatest female gymnast of all time. Probably gymnast spanning all genders. Simone Miles is the greatest gymnast of all time. But the FIG scoring code, and this is what Tim Daggett and Nastia said, which I said, <laughs> is an open code. There's no set, that, this is why we went away from the one through 10 
scoring. This is why, you know, you don't see tens anymore, even in college. Like I said, I've explained before that college and elite are different. College is still on the one through 10 scale though, but elite is definitely not. And the open code is to give a free range for said skill. Now, the double Yurchenko, Simone Biles competed that vault. No woman has ever done it in competition. I don't know if people have done it in training. Maybe, maybe they've attempted it. She did it four times that day and just happened to land in competition as well. She was undervalued. But the thing is, she still won the Classic. This was the US Classics that this happened at. She still won the Classics. It's not like she was undervalued in the score and lost or got second or something of that manner. She still won. The results still would have been the same. And like I said, go watch Josh Reagan's Chasing Mascot, Chasing Mascots. 20 minutes left is when I talk about this. But they also said, they being Nasty Lucan and Tim Daggett, that Simone Biles is trying skills that some gymnast wouldn't dare try. Even Nastia herself was like, I'd never do that. <laughs> and a double Olympian, like, come on. Also, I think she has five world championships under her belt. Gonna look that up after. But because what Nastia can do, Simone can't necessarily do. What I mean by that, Nastia and Simone, I'm using Nastia as an example because plenty gymnast have Nastia's body type, plenty gymnast have Simone's body type. Simone has more of a compact, powerful body. She can get the height in order to flip around four times. Nastia can. Nastia can do better on beam or bars. And as we know, Simone Biles stated that she hates uneven bars. <laughs> Their least, her least favorite event. She, she's rarely placed first on the uneven bars as an event themselves. She'll be in the top. She'll be in the top five. But it's just, no. It doesn't even, the level of difficulty doesn't even matter for uneven bars, specifically for Simone Biles, because it's just not her event. And she admitted that. But for Nastia, I, you know, also, there is a debate of balletic gymnastics and tumbling and athletic gymnastics, you know, all that. You could argue that different gymnasts do different styles. I agree with that. But the point is, we don't want other gymnasts trying to do the skills that are that Simone Biles is doing. Reason why? They could hurt themselves. And that's what Tim Daggett and Nastia Lucan said. They said, it's dangerous. You know, and Simone Biles has a very large platform. Mini gymnast, I like to call them. Um, I, I, I don't really like the whole junior and senior uh, category, I guess, because it just it gets confusing. Because um, especially now, with the Olympic year moved a little bit, now people who were originally not going to qualify because of their age for the Olympics are now in the Olympics because they turned 16 in the delay. So now they're technically a senior. I don't want to get into all that. But I call them mini gymnasts. And 
despite half of them being taller than Simone Biles, but anyway. They will see Simone do those skills and be like, oh, I should try that. And could potentially hurt themselves. Even full-grown gymnasts could hurt themselves on that scale. Um, so, like they said, open code, skills are dangerous. Now, if a gymnast steps back and says, I want to try that skill, by all means, they can do that. But they have to realize what it what it's worth. You know, if Simone got a 16 got on that skill, then all the gymnasts would just want to try it in order to get the 16 in order to win. You see what I'm saying? Um, they would just look at the score and go, oh, she got that score just by doing that skill. I want to try that skill. Therefore, it gets convoluted, complicated, and dangerous. Now, Simone, do what you want. <laughs> you have the power and the athletic ability to do that. And if you want to try a triple your Jenko, I don't encourage it, but if you want to, go ahead. So that was my rant on that. And seeing Simone Biles live, one, I cried when she came out, when they march out in the national anthem. Very emotional for me. Um, <laughs> people are like, you're weird, what's happening? Anyway, so I'm going to go over the meet results for the U.S. championships and going to announce the national team for men and women. I'm not going to go over the mini-me's. Um, I'm not going to go over the mini-gymnast results, i.e. the juniors, because I just don't really... Not... I watch them. I do. Because they're going to be big-name seniors, most of them. But I don't really watch them for the results of that competition because they're going to grow up anyway. <laughs> you know? When you're in senior, you're in senior, there's nothing more. You're competing against everyone else that age and older. Because um, Simone Biles is like 24. Chelsea Memel is 32. <laughs> and the age range is much larger. And you're seeing those little juniors who won their little championships. They're not little. They're hard to do. I could never do that. But you know what I mean. Now in the senior division, and they could either flop or not. And... It just depends, and it's, I don't really, you know. Uh, so that's why I'm not going to go over the scores for that. But, like I said, we will see these mini gymnasts soon on the senior floor. So, we are going to start with women day one, senior women day one, U.S. championships. We're going to go by event. I'm going to do the full score. I'm not going to explain the difficulty in the execution. Now, I will say the gym, I'm going to say the gym once, and if that same person is in the next category, i.e. Simone Biles, I'm not going to say the gym again, because we'll already know. So this is night one. A lot of people are saying, why aren't you just doing night two? Because I want to do it this way. The results for the meet go one through ten on this page. Um, I'm not going to read all the results for night one. I'm just going to do 1 through 10. I will talk about some names, i.e. Chelsea Memo, Lori Hernandez, some that did not do well on night two or did not compete on night two. And we will get to that in a minute. But for 1 through 10 results, Simone Biles, overall, all-around champion. This is her seventh, class, uh, seventh U.S. championship win. <laughs> That's the most in gymnastics history. She was tied for six with this other gymnast blanking on the name 
<clears throat> but the point is, she has seven now. And I kind of wonder, how many more is she going to do? I hope she keeps going. <laughs> I don't ever want her to stop. But it'd be interesting to see if she goes broadcast, owning a gym, coaching, who knows? All three? I don't know. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> Simone, I love you. On vault. <laughs> now, now the women get two chances for their vault. You can either do the same vault twice, do two different vaults, do one that's a higher difficulty, one that's easier. Reason why people do that is because if they try to do the higher level of difficulty vault and they fall, if they take that score, they're obviously going to be at the bottom of the barrel. So, the second vault, they do an easier one to land it and get a better score. One of my favorite vaults is London London 2012. Michaela Maroney stuck the landing. I miss Michaela Maroney in gymnastics. Um, it, it is the most incredible vault I think I've ever seen. And I think she got the perfect score as well. Um, and it caused Team USA to lead for the rest of the Olympics. And I can only imagine if I were there live. Well, but on TV, I just remember the world the, sh <laughs> the vault heard around the world. <laughs> That's a headline. All right. So Simone Biles did her first vault. She did not do her double Yurchenko. Let me be clear with that. <laughs> she did not compete it. Is she going to compete it at trials? I don't know. Does she really need to? No. <laughs> not at all. She could just flip once and still get a higher score. Anyway, um, on her first vault, she got a 15.8. <laughs> I don't know if you remember me explaining. You can get a 16 in perfect score. She is two decimal points away. Um, she got 15A on her first try. Her second vault, though, she got a 15.4. And so, obviously, she took the 15.8. Really incredible to watch, to see. Now, for uneven bars. Now I'm looking at the scores, I'm realizing that Beam was her lowest score that event. Huh. That's usually flipped. But she did have a little bobble, like, ever so slightly. But you can kind of see it from where I was sitting. Uneven bars, she got a 14.75. Good score. Beam, she got a 14.35. And floor, 14.65. She did go out of bounds in floor, on floor, because she has so much power, she can't control it. <laughs> and it doesn't even matter. Honestly, going out of bounds for Simone Biles doesn't even count. Let's be real, because her level of difficulty is so high, the out-of-bounds deduction, unless she flies to another apparatus, will not be a large enough deduction to make a difference. So, that was Simone Biles' back one school. Suni Lee. Her full name, Sunisha. I call her Suni. A lot of the world does. By the way, 
And Simone Biles goes to World Champions Gym, and she's from Spring, Texas. Also competing with her teammate, Jordan Childs, who liked one of my posts one time, and I was really excited. <laughs> Second place, night one, Suni Lee from Midwest Gym. Her scores for Vault, 14-4. And that's, like, really good. But she doesn't have one full point of the Simone Biles difficulty. So that's why she had 14-4 there. Uneven Bars was her best event at 15-3. It's incredibly good. Lowest event for her was Floor at 13-7. Now, if you look, if you watch the championships or the classics or any gymnastics competition on the TV, they have the red, the yellow, the green. Red, you suck. You're horrible. Go home. But yeah, it's 12 and under. Safe, yellow, is a triangle. 13 to 15. 15 meaning 15 flat. Then green, you're doing great. Great score is 15 and up. Now, she was safe for all of her scores. But she was pretty close there on floor with 13-7. If she went any lower, that would have been, you know, trouble. She got 13-9 on beam. Now, like, Jordan Childs, who was in third place for both nights, actually, finished in third. When at the U.S. Classics, she got second place. So I don't really know if someone else made a mistake in the classics to make her go up or she got better scores that night but i really just love <laughs> one and two being biles and childs it has to be that way in the trials ah! biles and childs in the trials oh my god <laughs> i love that no discredit to suny lee of course but Child is my kind of gymnast. If I did gymnastics, I would do it like her and Jade Carey. Those are my two, like, replicas, I guess you could say. Jordan Childs also goes to world champions, like I said, teammate of Simone Biles. Her best event was Vault at a 14-9. Her worst event which, again, all of these scores are still safe. I will let you know if the score was not safe. Um, worst event was floor, 13.55. Still a good score. I don't think she went out of it. Now, on night one... No, I don't think she did. I don't remember. Um, I was watching night one on TV. That's right. Night two, I was there, so... On uneven bar, she got a 14.4. On beam... 13.9. 13, 13.95. Excuse me. Next, Jade Carey from the Arizona Sunrays. I feel like that's a football team name. It's not. <laughs> that's just me. Jade Carey is also teammate of Riley McCusker. Now, flashback for Riley McCusker real quick. She did have an ankle injury after vault at the U.S. Classics. And she did her vault. She landed. She looked like she was visibly in pain. And she did not come back for the rest of the night. And I was like, oh god. <laughs> is she out for trial? Like, 
you you automatically start thinking that because we're so close. If you get injured now, either you're going to become a specialist for the Olympics, which is what she's doing, um, or you're out. Now, Jade Carey is a vault specialist. Now, here's the thing. The new team system with only four spots on the team is very complicated and even more complicated than I thought it was originally. (laughs) Um, So we had the Magnificent Seven. Then we went to the Fab Five. Then we went to the Final Five. Now we're at four. But the thing is, now, well, (laughs) really we're at three because Simone Biles has a guaranteed spot because she's not, even if she doesn't compete, she'll still be on the Olympic team. Um, (laughs) Guaranteed, like, come on. But I found out that there are multiple spots to be a specialist. What does that mean? Now, if I'm Jade Carey, she's one of the world-class vaulters. I kid you not. She's gone internationally just to compete on vault alone. She could sit back and say, I want to be on the Olympic team as a vault specialist. Okay. You got two specialist spots, I believe. But if she chooses to be a specialist, she cannot compete on any other event, and she is not considered to be on the quote-unquote all-around four, right? What if Simone? Okay, she wouldn't be on that. Now, here's the thing. Here's where it gets even more confusing. Let's say Jade Curie wants to do all-around. If she is selected for the all-around team, which is the four spots that I'm speaking of, really three. If she's selected for that, okay, great. But if she's not, she can choose. Actually, I don't know if she chooses or the committee chooses. I think she petitions for it and they evaluate. She can say, like the Russians do, I want to compete representing the United States, but I'm going to do all-around. So she's not really affiliated with Team USA, you see. But she's still representing the United States. And she gets to do the all-around. What do I think she's going to end up doing? I think she'll either be a vault specialist or get all-around team. I think I'm leaning more toward vault specialist because it's guaranteed she never falls. Although I did watch her compete live on night two. And she was good. Don't get me wrong. But if I had to pick an all-rounder between Jay Carey and Jordan Childs, I would pick Jordan Childs. That's just me. But if you look statistically, Jay Carey has been training her coach. Her dad is her coach. As many gymnasts seem to do that. Nastia, Chelsea Memel, like a lot of dads are coaches in gymnastics. <laughs> she has almost a guaranteed specialist position. I, if it were me, I wouldn't give that up. I would focus on vault if that's my uh, thing. Now, the thing is, though, Team USA has to decide what their specialist positions should be. If Jay Carey is willing to be a vault specialist, vault is taken. Can't put two... I don't know if you can put two vault specialists. I highly doubt it. I don't think you can. But... Let's say if you have... Now, now, there's the important thing. Riley McCusker does have that ankle injury. She only competed uneven bars in the championships recently. Is 
she going to become an uneven bar specialist? Is she going to risk the injury and try, like everyone else, to get on that all-around spot? I think your two specialist spots, I'm going to predict it here. Jake Carey Vault, Riley McCusker, because of her injury, uneven bars. If she wasn't injured, she would be competing for that all-around spot. She might still, but I highly doubt it. Back to Jake Carey's scores. Her best event, like I said, Vault 14-7. Mind you, Suni Lee got a 14-4. Simone Biles got a 15-8. <laughs> Jay Carey is easing up to Simone Biles' difficulty. So, it's very interesting to watch. And, if you go watch on the Olympic Channel's YouTube channel, they have, I think it's them, yeah, they have a gymnastics documentary based on, um, well, there's a lot. I watch a lot of gymnastics documentaries, but there's specifically one on Jake Carey and how they are bringing back old-style vaults, how they are bringing back the chain and stuff like that. And they're now starting to train those vaults that haven't been touched. And they have been in the vault vault, if you will. They have been locked away. Now they are open because we are realizing other countries are doing more difficult vault vaults and we have some mobiles here saying like, well, look what I can do on my own without anyone saying, let's do this. So it is interesting. And Jane Carey is using some of those faults. So those scores will be different from Simone because Simone is doing like double this, triple this, you know, things that are simple skills initially, but she's multiplying them how many times she does it. On uneven bars, she got a thir- Jade Carey got a 13-9. That was her second best score. Beam, 13-5. Floor her- was her worst, 13-2. All safe still. Leanne Wong, who goes to Gage Gym. Um, she was in fifth place. This is interesting because in the classics, she was much higher up. Really thought I would see more from her. Again. The championships is important and it does qualify you for trials, but oh, like they had 18 gymnasts qualify for trials. Um, minus people who did get injured and decided to withdraw. 18 overall. So if you do well in the championships, you're guaranteed trial spot. Doesn't mean you're on the Olympic team. That's what trials is for. We figured that out later. But. She did well at the Classics. The Classic, it, you know, it goes by qualification. If you do well at the Winter Cup, you go to Classics. If you do well at the Classics, you go to the Championships. Blah, blah, blah. Like a playoff, if you will. And somewhere in there are the PNG Championships. So, Leanne Wong, her... Ooh. Now I understand why she's in fifth. <laughs> her best event was Vault out of 14-7. That... Ooh, 14.75. She had a better vault than Jade Carey. Her worst event was uneven bars. I remember. She got a 12.7. That's bad. Bad, 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 bad. Beam, 13.6. 13.65. Floor, 14.2. She did pretty well on floor. She has very nice artistic ability on floor. Um, I really like watching her. 
kind of Morgan Heard esque in a way, although their tumbling is very different. Kara Aker, again, thought she would be a lot higher because, you know, the analysts and all these people make these predictions of who's going to be up and how they're doing based on that moment. And if you go back to the Winter Cup, Kara Aker was up there doing very well. But now she's in sixth place. Um, but she probably didn't count on Jordan Giles having an absolute breakthrough. Um, because I remember when Jordan Giles was not doing well. I remember that. And I was like, damn, I wish you would do well. Now she is. <laughs> Maybe it's because she switched gym and switched gyms and decided to start training with the Simone Biles. <laughs> and they're good friends, too. So, like, and Simone Biles, out of all people, said, yeah, Jordan deserves to be on the Olympic team. She deserves to be here. And I was like, oh, okay. Now, Kara Aker goes to the same gym as Leanne Wong. Kara Aker, all 13s across the board. 13-7, 13-9, blah, blah, blah. Under her. Person I had never actually heard of. From Texas Dreams, same gym that Reagan Smith went to. Kim Zamasco is the head coach there. And the owner. Emma Malaboya. Seventh place. Best score was vault at a 14-0. Her worst score, we're gonna do best and worst now, was beam at a 12.9. I think she fell off, if I remember correctly. There was a lot of gymnasts. Um, now, under that, one of my favorite gymnasts, Grace McCallum from Twin City Twisters. Love that name. Best score was a 14.6 on vault. Worst score was a 12.4 on floor. Reason why is because she went out of bounds, almost fell a couple times. The rest were 13 and 14. Really needs to step it up. She's been doing so well. She's been in the top five for majority of the competitions that I've seen her in. So it's very interesting to see her in eighth. Then again, this was night one, but still. Night one does matter. Under her, and up and coming from Hills Gymnastics, Kayla DeShello. Best score was vault at a 14.6. Uh, next, like next best score was 14.0 on floor. And then she had two 12s that caused her to be in this position on beam and naive approach. Then, number 10, Michaela Skinner from Desert Lights Gym. Now, Michaela Skinner is a very complicated case. She's been an Olympic alternate three, two times? And she doesn't want to be a third, that's right. <laughs> she said, really, I do not want to be an alternate. Don't even do that. <laughs> the question is, one thing I forgot to bring up, are there going to be alternates? I don't know. They haven't mentioned anything like that. Is it just going to be specialists now? Are specialists going to take place of the alternate? I'm not sure on that. Because if someone gets injured, what do you do? So I think they'll still have alternates, but the question is how many? There's a lot of girls. <laughs> anyway, Michaela Skinner. Elite gymnastics to college gymnastics for, with the Utah Utes did very well and is back to elite. 
She's 24, same age as Simone. Night one, horrible scores. Her best score was vaulted to 14-9, uh, but the rest were 12s and 13s. Really bad, <laughs> really bad. She did better in the classics and better in the Winter Cup. So I was like, oh God, here we go again. Cause sometimes she gets uh, nervous under pressure and she crumbles for day one of the senior men's. New name in first place, Brody Malone for Stanford University. And I, uh, how you see the men is different than you, how you see the women. The women do represent their gyms, but they do not necessarily wear them on their leotards. Sometimes they do, it just depends. Now, in the Olympics, you'll just see Team USA. That's all you'll see on their leotards or uh, shirts or shorts, whatever. But in the competitions leading up to that, so all the people from Stanford, which by the way, there's a lot of them from in, in men's gymnastics, they're all wearing Stanford uniforms. They had a guy from the Navy, a guy from the Air Force, a lot of people from University of Oklahoma, which is a notorious recruitment spot for elite men's gymnasts because Oklahoma also wins a lot of NCAA championships in the women's, in the men's as well, but because men's is not as popular, men go elite because, like I said, it's not as popular, so they want to be the best of the best and have a better Olympic chance, so they do that. Uh, Yola Moldauer, oh, excuse me, so Brony Malone from Stanford. Now, like I said, men's scoring is different, and there are six rotations instead of four. There are more apparatuses. He had 14s across the board, and even his floor was a 13.95, really close. And I had never heard of him before this. <laughs> so, well, I think I had. I think I probably had heard his name, but he was never in top five. Second place, Yul Moldauer, 5.280, gymnastics. He used to go to the University of Oklahoma, but he did graduate, so he now has a specialist gym. 14s and 13s in his scores. Um, Brandon Briones from Stanford was now Yule and Brandon were tied for second because they had literally the same scores. <laughs> I kid you not. Under that, Shane Wiskus from the USOPTC. What is that, you may ask? It is the United States Olympic and Paralympic Training Center. <laughs> Could that be a longer name? It used to just be USO. Then it was U. <laughs> then it was UOSP, USOP, and now it's UFISDABADA. Now it's UOSP. Um, I I really did think the C stood for committee, but it doesn't. It stands for center. So <laughs> there's that. Shane Wis. A lot of guys are on that team. Shane Wiskus, uh, Sam McCulloch. We'll get to that. Um, so Shane Wiskus was in fourth place. 14s and 13s, Akash Modi, this was interesting, because he used to be, I'm just going to call it the USO, 
because that's what I'm used to calling it. He used to be with the USO, but then I guess he went back to Stanford. I think he's getting his master's or something. So now he's at Stanford Gymnastics and he's representing Stanford. He had 13s mostly, but a couple 14s. Alan Bauer from the University of Oklahoma, 13s and 14s, sixth place. Sam Mikulak, seventh place. 13s, a lot of them, and two 14s. Sam Mikulak had a bad night. Fell a couple times, went out of bounds a couple times. Not a good night at all, and he acknowledged that. And Sam Mikulak is my favorite male gymnast of all time. So, and he also stated on Instagram that this will be his last Olympic run. This will be his last championships. It is his last year. So for him to do really badly on night one, I was very upset. <laughs> for him, I was upset for him. Under him, Matt Wenske. Matt Wenske from the University of Oklahoma was doing better in previous championships. I remember him being in the top five a couple times. But something happened to where he was got he had only one 14, couple 13s, and the rest were 12s. No, 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 no. Not how you do it, Matt. Under that, ninth place was a tie. Colt Walker and Robert Neff. Colt is from Stanford and Robert is from USO. Relatively same scores, pretty much. Not gonna go over the rest for that. Now, in Senior Women Day 2, this was the one I showed up for. This was the one I saw live. Good lord, was that fun. <laughs> now, who won? Who on earth could it be? Simone Biles. Um, <laughs> she won. Is it unexpected? No. Was it still fun to watch? Yeah. <laughs> Did half of the arena leave after she finished competing? Yeah. <laughs> I kid you not. She finished on uneven bars. That was her last event. And she went off to go talk to the press and then... Like, you can stay for awards and watch that. But the moment she finished and walked off, like, a quarter of people left. And I was like, what? The competition's not done! <laughs> but that just shows how many people show up for just Simone Miles. <laughs> I mean, I did too. But I also showed up for all the other people. Now you're wondering, in night one, where was Morgan Hurd? Not in the top ten. <laughs> where was Chelsea Metal? Not in the top ten. Where was Lori Hernandez? Not in the top ten. Now, Chelsea Mimmel has had a gap since 2006 when she was the world champion. Harley Patterson outshined her, though, and ended up surpassing her. But Chelsea Mimmel had kids, decided, I want to get back to gymnastics. And her journey is not over. But she had a great night one. She was in sixth, sixth place for a majority of the night, but then she went down because her level of difficulty is not going to be as difficult as people who have been continuously training. I can't stress that enough. Same thing with Lori Hernandez. It was so great to see her come back. Glad to see her at the classics. All of her leotards were inspired by superheroes. That is amazing. <laughs> um, I'm glad she's getting back into it. But the thing is, I can tell that her difficulty is significantly lower than it used to be. Now that's normal. She's coming back to gymnastics. It probably will raise up over time. But when you're competing with Simone Biles, Jordan Childs, all these people, who are training continuously with a higher level of difficulty, you're gonna have a hard time placing in the top 10. 
Now, Lori was doing a dismount off of beam during, I think it was warm-ups. Or maybe it was competition, because she did compete on night one. I don't remember. But she hyperextended her knee and withdrew. Very interesting decision. Because, I don't know, I, do I agree with it? I did, like, when you see the video, though, it looked like it hurt. Um, maybe she'll come back in the future, but at the end of night one, she was like, yeah, I hyperextended my knee, we'll see, hopefully I can do night two. Night one and night two are spaced out by one day. So she had a day of rest, minus training. <laughs> I thought it was an odd decision at the last minute to say I'm withdrawing and I'm not going to even try to compete on night two. I don't know. Is it a worse injury than we thought? Maybe. Did she finally say, I'm not going to make the top ten. I'm going to pull out. Uh, we love Lori Hernandez, though. I love her. Love the type of gymnastics that she does. Glad to see her back, but I wish she kind of would have pushed through, honestly. So yeah, so she withdrew, so she's no longer in the running. And because she withdrew, she is no longer eligible for trials. Now, here's the thing. Chelsea Memo. Horrible night, too. Horrible. She did her vault. It was good. But then, I think her next event was uneven bars. She got on the uneven bars. And uh, she fell. Or she didn't fall. I think she just let go of the bar. Then she did it twice. And you know what she did? She defaulted. I've never seen that in gymnastics. Ever. Unless someone's leg was broken. I've never seen someone stop their routine and salute to the judges and walk out. That was something. <laughs> You've worked so hard to get there. You're 32 years old. Finish your damn routine. I don't care if you place 11th or whatever. So, just finish it. You know, it just really kind of made me angry. Love her, but don't approve of the of the decision. Even if you finish that event and then withdraw. Be like, tonight's not my night. Not gonna do the rest. Fine. Don't just quit in the middle of your event. Unless you're injured, like I said. But she wasn't. She just kind of just was like, that's it for me. <laughs> you know, like kind of that. Because I was pretty close to her and I could see it. And I was like, really? But, you know, we clapped for her and the whole audience did. The whole arena did. Because it's an incredible feat to get to that point. And she defaulted. Interesting. But she did say that her gymnastics journey is not over. She posted after the competition was over. And... She's going to see where it takes her, quote-unquote. I mean, I think it would have taken you further if you didn't default, but okay. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that I have a problem with. She defaulted, alright? She saluted. When you salute the judges, your routine is over. They score what you just put out there. By the way, that score was a 3. Not 13, not 12. It was a three. That's how early she defaulted in her routine. 
so obviously out of the rankings for that competition. But then she turned around, posted, said, tonight's not my night, my gymnastics journey is not over. And she petitioned, which you can do, to compete at the Olympic trials. If you don't automatically qualify, you have the ability to petition to say, I still want to compete. And they denied it. They denied her. Do I agree with that decision? Yes. You defaulted and you're sitting here now telling me that you want to compete at trials? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't care if you were a world champion back then. Act like one. Love you, Chelsea Memo. <laughs> um, I, just, I, I just can't believe she had the audacity to turn around and petition to say, I, sh- I should compete at trials. No. No, you just defaulted. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> so that's what happened with her. Now, Morgan Hurt, she's not in the top ten. Is she? Is she not? No. Right? No. Um, yeah. Um, um, so, inevitably, Morgan Hurd did not qualify for the Olympic trials. I never thought I would say that because she's so good. Now, what happened? Well, <laughs> she had six elbow surgeries. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Six. So she's obviously recuperating from that. I get that. But all the gymnastics she did do, she had multiple floor routines that were out of bounds in multiple competitions. She's just recovering, quite frankly. She has the ability to make that Olympic trial. I know it. Possibly even the ability to make the Olympic team, maybe as an alternate, even. I'm saying alternate right now, but she didn't qualify. But if she did, she would have the ability to make an alternate. But when she's fully healthy, boom, ability to be on the Olympic team, no doubt. Now, she did have a mental block for a couple months due to COVID, understandably, because these gymnasts that were ready for the Olympics 2020 and training up to 2020, all of a sudden, the Olympics is now going to be a year later. That really messes up your head. And your body. Your body's like, what? (laughs) And that's what happened to her. And all these other gymnasts are pretty lucky to be in the position that they are. After... But the thing is, everyone went through that year of lockdown. So you can't really use that as a full excuse, but it did. It is a factor. Now her injury with six elbow surgeries, (laughs) that's a valid... That's a valid doctor's note. Um, So it'll be very weird to not see her in trials and to not see her in the Olympics. It's going to be very strange. I did, I was able to meet her and get her autograph. She's super nice. Um, She's like two years younger than me. And she's really smart. So that's what happened with her. And like I said, you have the ability to petition. Get ready for Paris 2024. The results for night two. Small Miles won, like I said. Best event on night two was her vault at 15.5. 
and the rest were 14.7s and 14.9s. Simone Biles won with a combined total of 1.92 of 119.65. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized that Simone Biles got a 119 combined total all by herself when some NCAA gymnastics teams don't break 100. <laughs> serious. I've watched competitions where the score is like 98 to 98. <laughs> that's insane. That's, that's, oh my god. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Suni Lee, combined total, second place, 114. Relatively close. But, because of Simone's level of difficulty, she gets a nice little cushy gap that will always be there. No one will ever break it. Um, <laughs> third place, Jordan Childs, with also a 114, just a little bit less than SUNY. Fourth place, Texas Dreams, Emma Malaboyo. Uh, 110 was her combined total. Good for her. Leanne Wong was ended up in fifth place, went up a couple spaces, 110.1, you know, whatever. Six, okay, this is interesting. Overall, in the all-around results, Jake Carey got sixth place. Very, very interesting. 110 even is her score. And then seventh place had a tie. Grace McCallum, so she did go up a space. 109. I think she'll make the Olympic team. I really do. Um, she was tied with Sky Blakely from Woga. We love Woga. I went to Woga. She got 109. Now for, I don't know why they skipped eighth place. They just went to ninth. Maybe because, okay. When there's a seventh, when there's a tie, they take the space of another number. So if there's a tie for seventh place, you get rid of eighth place. And you go straight to ninth, if that makes sense. Michaela Skinner ended up in ninth place. So overall, much, much better than night one. Then Kara Aker, Kara Dikello, Shalise Jones, Amari Drayton, Emily Lee, a bunch of people. Now, there were 18, the original 18 were named after nationals on Sunday, but the top 17 in the all around standings, plus Riley McCusker, because she finished second on uneven bars. If she had finished last, they wouldn't have included her. But she finished second. She had an amazing uneven bar routine. Now remember, she has that injury, so she focused on uneven bars. Good choice. A committee reviewed the petitions to be included from Memel. Like I said, they denied her, though. Uh, and Heard, so Heard did petition. I think Heard had a much stronger case than Memel did. But McCusker, Riley, also petitioned. And I think they can only accept one. I don't know. But they said, okay, we'll let McCusker compete. Because she got injured in the competition, competing. And if she wasn't injured, she would have done really well in all events, most likely. Very consistent. Um, but they're not going to risk that petition spot for someone who just had six elbow surgeries and has been semi-inconsistent because she's recovering. 
So if anyone deserves that petition spot, it's McCusker. So I'm very, very happy to see her at trials. Now, who all is competing at trials? Not everyone that was in the top 10, or I did about top 13 there. Now, just because your score at the championships might not have been as high as you wanted, does not completely eliminate you from competing at trials. It's your whole competition season. And the Olympic Committee looks at all of your results and sees your consistency and your power and all of that. And that's how they decide. So who's competing? Simone Biles, obviously. Sky Blakely from Frisco Woga. Jade Carey. Jordan Childs. Kayla DeShello. Amari Drayton, who also goes to the same um, gym as Simone and Jordan. Kara Aker. Addison Fada goes to Prestige Gymnastics. Shalise Jones, who goes to Future Gymnastics Academy. Emily Lee, West Valley Gymnastics School. Suni Lee. Emma Malaboyo, Texas Dreams. Grace McCallum. Riley McCusker, like I said. Zoe Miller, World Champion Center. So Zoe Miller also competes with Simone. Um, she just wasn't as like relevant in the championships. Ava Sigfield from World Class Gymnastics. Michaela Skinner will be competing at trials. And Leanne Wong. So that is who we're gonna see for the women. This, I know what I explained earlier is pretty confusing. So here's an easier way to explain it about the teams and the spots and all that. So as we know in the Olympics, it's based by event and you have the Olympic team event. That is the four gymnasts, i.e. the combined score of all of those gymnasts on all events will be America's score. Okay. Now, the four spots will be filled as follows. First place in the all-around at the U.S. Olympic Trials. Very, very likely to be Simone Biles, who hasn't lost an all-around competition since 2013. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, she's pretty much already there. If she doesn't get first place, whoever wins first place at Trials gets that spot. But she will be first place. Second place in the all-around at Olympic Trials gets the second spot. Whoever that is, please be Childs. Please. <laughs> Has to be Biles and Childs at Trials. Oh my. <laughs> um, third place is selected by the committee, and fourth place is selected by the committee. Very important. Now, the individual Olympic specialist spots are just two. All right, so it is official. Jade Carey has officially claimed that individual spot, okay, for vault. Um, these athletes will be a part of Team USA, but they won't be allowed to compete in the team event, 
like I said, we're not counting all around for them. They're not even gonna compete on it. Now, number two, who gets that second specialist spot? I think it's gonna be Riley McCusker. So, you're probably saying, how did Jay Perry qualify for the Olympics ahead of the Olympic trials? Well, she had she kind of took the back door. She opted not to compete at the World Championships, knowing that if she won a medal as a member of the US team, she would not be eligible to earn that specialist spot. So she said, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna win a medal uh, representing Team USA at the World Championships. I'm just not gonna compete because if I win a medal, which she most likely would, her specialist spot for vault would disappear. And her dad is her coach and her dad was like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> um, and so she mathematically clinched the spot at the Tokyo Games, really, because of her strong performances on vault and floor at the four World Cup competitions between 2018 and 2019. So she kind of used her past scores and she's uh, going to compete on the events that she's already competed on. So she's still expected to compete at trials. And if she finishes first or second in the all around, she would automatically earn the right, like I said, to compete for the team event in Tokyo, and she wouldn't take that special spot. But she has to accept it. If she accepts that spot, the quota place she earned by name, so the mathematical spot that she did earn, they cannot use that spot by another American gymnast. <clears throat> Meaning that the US would only send five women instead of six. But like I said, most likely, I don't think she's gonna play second, but if she does not accept the team spot, she still gets her individual spot. Therefore, third place moves up to second. Whoever is in third place gets that spot. So honestly, lucky to be third place if Jade Carey is second, right? <laughs> it's, it's really up to Jade. I think that's awesome. Now, Here's the complicated thing, though. It's even more complicated now. If Carrie takes her specialist spot, she takes that specialist spot, and she's representing Team USA. I think it's, it's gonna be on vault. So she is representing Team USA on vault. But, like I said, we're still gonna have some people who are going to individually separately represent America on their own. If she wanted, which I highly doubt, if she wanted to do the all around and keep her specialist spot, she can do so. So I turn around, I put on my Team USA leotard, I get ready for my vault, I do my vault, I do great. That score goes to Team USA. I turn around, I say, I wanna do the all around. I put on my other USA leotard, <laughs> I go do the all-around. That score goes to me and to me only. But I'm represent. I'm an athlete of the USA. You see that figure skating. Why? Because Russia split up. Uh, their figure skating committee is all whacked. Um, so uh, every like it just it changed so quickly and so dramatically. 
because Zagitova, that was in 2016? No. 2018, excuse me. She won the gold medal for Russia. But then after that, it's now the athletes of Russia. The Olympic athletes of Russia. I think it's full, the full name. So they're not even associated with the country anymore because the country has a lot of stuff going on. And now they're just individually competing. Because you can't, like, unless you're banned, you can't say, you're not going to compete at the Olympics. Like, you can do that if you want. But, yeah. So it's kind of like that. But in America. But the difference is, we're just stupid. (laughs) But the difference is, we just like to make things complicated. So, you're saying, okay, which women will make the team? We'll make the four-person U.S. Olympic gymnastics team. Simone Biles, obviously. Um, a lot of people are saying Suni Lee. Probably. Probably. The way how it's gone in the past. Yeah. Would that be my team? Mm, I don't know if she'd be on my team. She's had good scores, and it is all about winning in the Olympics. But I don't know. Um, Jordan Childs, she has to be on the team. I swear if she is not, I will fly to Tokyo myself. <laughs> but who else would, would be that? We've got, oh, oh God, that's hard. In that team spot, me, I'm either putting Skinner or McCallum. Yeah. I'm not putting Leon, Leon Wong. I'm not doing it. Too risky. It is a gamble if you do that. Um, and, um, and all the other people, they have it, like, they don't have a high enough combined score. Should I be on the Olympic judging team? Like, what is this? <laughs> I'm so sorry if this is boring you. Now, you could, now, like we said, I, I really do think Riley McCusker is going to claim that individual special spot. But if she doesn't, then it would be Skinner or Lee. So it really just depends. But... Suni Lee, I'm not sure where her specialist is. I think it might be uneven balls. But we're gonna win gold. That's all that matters. All right, moving on to the final thing. Night two of the men. Now, like we said, Sam McCulloch had a horrible first night. Luckily, I think it must have been me being there live. It made him do worlds better. <laughs> um, who finished first? Brody Malone of Stanford. First championship win, I believe. Did really well. Second, Yul Muldaur. Unexpected? No, it's not. Third place, Sam McCulloch. Yes, baby. Yes. <laughs> am I extremely happy about that? Yes, I am. Um, it's incredible to go from seventh to third in a night. Are you kidding me? Fourth, Brandon Briones. Fifth, Alan Bauer. Sixth, Akash Modi. Seventh, Robert Neff who I have never heard of until this year. Um, Eighth, Ian Gunther. Nine, Shane Wiskus. And I talked about him on night two. He went up on the high bar, which was his last event. He fell three times. But for his own pride and his own willpower, he got back up and he finished routine. He caught the skill. Go look it up on YouTube. Shane Wiskus falls three times on bar. That's literally NBC's headline of that. (laughs) Um, And he got a good score because of it. A sucky score. And, and yeah, he still got like an eight, but 
if he didn't finish that skill, he wouldn't have even been in ninth place overall. Um, then 10th, Matt Winsky. 11, Suzuki. He is something to watch out for. So yeah, that was that. Amazing to see Sam Kulak come back like that. Now, the question is, who's on the national team for the men? Do the men have the same rules um, as the women do in the Olympic team? Honestly, I don't know. (laughs) I have no clue because I have spent months trying to calculate this arithmetic of Olympic gymnast team spots for women. I have not paid attention to the men. Also, the men, it's harder to come by, so there might be more spots. Who knows? We usually have about like six. There's six apparatus. There's more apparatuses, though. That's the thing. So, I'm not even. But here's who made the national team. Uh, Cameron Brock, University of Michigan. He did not compete at championships for some reason. But I guess because he already made the national team. He's like, I'm good. <laughs> That's true, though. For the men, if you make the national team, which was before, they make it at classics. They don't make it at championships. They qualify for the trials at classics. Um, he probably said, well, I already made it. Why do I need to go? <laughs> Why do I need to do championships if I'm already on the national team and I'm already going to go to trials? He's really good, though. Alan Bauer. Brandon Briones. Alex Diab. Gage Dyer, who has the best hair I think I've ever seen on a gymnast. <laughs> go look him up. It is perfectly quaffed and wow. Great. Like, it looks like it's constantly blow-dried. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Paul Judah, Ian Gunther. Yul Moldauer, Akash Modi, Sam McCulloch, Matt Winsky, Eddie Penev, Shane Wiskus, Alec Yoder. <laughs> Donnell Wittenberg, who has been on the U.S. trial team and sometimes the Olympic team so many freaking times. I'm kind of sick of seeing him. <laughs> he's huge. Like, he's a huge guy. And his, and his still rings, <laughs> everyone else can sit down. But the rest of his events, he always has trouble. And he must be in his 30s now. Anyway. Um, one person who did not qualify was Donovan Bailey. No, wait. No? He's not on the national team, but I don't know if he'll be competing at trials. Robert Neff. Brody Malone. Riley Luz. Steven Nadorski. All those people. I forgot anyone, let me know. But, whoo, <laughs> incredible. And also the reason why I don't talk about the juniors is because they're not going to the Olympics. They're going to the Youth Olympics. It's not the same thing. Uh, <laughs> no discredit to, to those juniors. It's incredibly hard. But let me know when you're a senior and I'll, I'll look at you. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so... It is fun, though, to see how tiny those mini gymnasts are and how high they go. And you're like, whoa, (laughs) no way. She's like four foot tall. No way. Anyway, so I hope you all enjoyed that long episode of gymnastics. I sure did. (laughs) Then, after trials, you best believe there will be an episode based on that. (laughs) Um... 
100%. I will not miss it for the world. And also, because the trials is June 24th to June 27th. On the 27th, the Jonas Brothers are doing their own Olympic trials of all sports. It's the funniest commercial I've ever seen. They're going to do it. How dare they put it on at the same time that the gymnastics is going? Because I love them so much. They know I might turn back to them. <laughs> but they're in their tracksuits. They do their sports. Nick Jonas does a jump split. And I love it. It's so great. Cannot wait to watch that as well. I think it's on NBC. No. I think it's on Peacock. <clears throat> so, on the 27th. <laughs> that's what they're going to be doing. Love it. Also, one of my favorite things ever is Leslie Jones. Um, at the 2016 Olympics on Twitter. She went nuts. That is me. If you know what I'm talking about, that's me during the Olympics. Um, she basically commentated each sport. She put For the swimming, she put on her swimming cap and her goggles. It was the funniest thing. And I hope she's going to do it again. I, You know what? I'm tweeting her right now. <laughs> Please. As if she'll respond. If she does, though, I'll let you know. So anyway, <laughs> this is Sportify. I hope you enjoyed this Olympic episode. I will most likely have an episode upcoming on the other Olympic trials, based like diving, track, all that jazz. We are so close to the Olympics. <laughs> Thanks for listening.